This is Lord Thomas the Brute, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers Podcast. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, especially when you are a brute of a man. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast our independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview with Lord Thomas the Brute. And I am your host. I am Justin Summers. Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview episode with Lord Thomas the Brute. Now... Some of you might be asking, like, who is Lord Thomas the Brute? Never heard of him. Well, he is a wrestler from Ohio Championship Wrestling. This past weekend was DBI8. I was there live, doing the normal live tweeting and such, but also uh, had time to sit down with Lord Thomas the Brute. Uh, for those who don't know, he's my brother. We uh, we we go into a lot of uh, history on this particular interview and. Really suggest you to check it out. Without any further ado, no more introduction. Let's just get into the interview with Lord Thomas, the Brute. You wake up every morning, get yourself out of bed, and look in the mirror, and realize that you don't recognize the person looking back at you. You don't feel as whole as you should. You feel about half empty. You get in your car and go about your daily activities and you think about all the opportunities that you missed. Opportunities you didn't take. Doors you left closed instead of open. You think about all the things that you could have done and the things that you chose to do instead. Well, that's where I come in. My name is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and I am not only a motivational speaker, but I am a personal development coach and my three principle system has changed the lives of countless people all over the world. I invite all of you to stay with me today and listen as I help you change your lives and give all of you a new beginning. And we're back here on the podcast and I got a special, special guest today, uh, a, a dear family member of mine. We have Lord Thomas the Brute. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. It's going good, man. It's uh, it's nice to get you. This is your your first time. First time being interviewed. That's correct. How are you feeling? I'm feeling excited. Feeling a little out of the realm, but at the same time, comfortable in the home of my brethren. Yes. So, man, um, since this being your first interview, like I can ask you the, all the questions that comes with like wrestling podcasts but one thing i want to know it's, it's always cool to learn like different stories from different wrestlers different people like where did you like become a fan like where where was the genesis of wrestling for you uh in the real life grew up in a real small town rural town ohio and uh kind of just like any white collar or blue collar kid watched it on tv with the family on monday nights uh dad was a big fan of stone cold steve austin and uh he got us a trampoline because we couldn't stop wrestling with each other. Grew up with three other brothers, and the trampoline came our wrestling ring, and that's kind of where it all started. The, I'm a little bit before you, but definitely that era that trampolines were mm. your wrestling ring. Dude, that brings back so many oh. memories. Did you do, like, you were diff- you were certain actual wrestlers, or did you, like, come up with your own stuff? 
we we would do this thing called mini mania and we would like be our favorites like we it wasn't just our brothers we all had our neighborhood friends coming around the blocks i mean when i say small town i mean we're talking some real hillbilly kids that wow pro wrestling that's sweet so you know you got you got everybody coming into your backyard to take turns taking bumps on the trampoline jumping doing swantons and doing stuff doing yeah. stuff that you watch on the pay-per-view don't try this at home we we, we skip that part we were that era of like don't try this at home no no i'm, I'm gonna oh i like that move i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna try that and hey little brother come here real quick <laughs> like i like i did a lot of the uh um we started off with like we were wrestlers like we were like oh it was almost like this role-playing game like all right pick like so many wrestlers and like mm-hmm. we'll like you could be that person for these matches mm-hmm. and then like it kind of turned into let's create our own stuff and then i know for me my uh my wrestling name was mercury and it was actually before Joey Mercury, but it was uh, – I'd watched a show and they basically said that like the Roman or Greek god, whatever part of it was, of the god of wrestling for the Olympics was mm. Mercury. No, that's wild. And yeah. So that like, makes sense. It come full circle. Yeah. So like I, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Like, oh, Mercury, like nobody really gets it and it was kind of a cool thing. So what about with you? Like more with like uh, – Well, no, because as much as we wrestled on the trampolines, that was more – pastime at best it was never mm-hmm. anything too super crazy like a lot of the neighborhood kids we we was all playing football too so oh yeah we was hanging out playing football stuff i mean we weren't just wrestling we was also you know throwing the football we was playing the baseball we was doing everything in between and wrestling was just a big part of it that me personally i attached to yeah so yeah, my trailer park was very very similar of like we had this like big, big. I, I call it the big backyard. Where like, because where a lot of the the trailers met, created this like big opening, like in the back, everybody's backyard. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, we did times where we did, we did wrestling, we did baseball, we did football, and football was a very, very fun one too. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> one little story that I have. I don't know, like any crazy stories you have. I actually had one time where I broke a friend of mine's dad's ribs because he came tackling for mm-hmm. me. Got went for my legs. And I just went fully down right on his ribs. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of a of a good story. Uh, I could tell you there was one time I was at uh, a friend of mine's birthday party and we was just playing a pickup tackle game in front of this neighborhood pool. And uh, I remember jumping on a kid's back and uh, breaking his collarbone. His, his dad mm. had to come pick him up. Uh, that was that was a good time. I think I had another time too that I think it just came to my mind too. Me and my friend joke about this, but why I block this out? We were it was it was like a two on two softball game, mm. legit. Like me and uh, f- another friend versus her brother and an- and also another friend mm. and playing softball. Just regular, just regular softball, just like two on two, whatever. Mm. And like I think I got a, like I was up to a full count, and my friend who was pitching like was talking a little bit of shit, and then he pitched it, and I hit a line drive for his mouth. Like, on, like, not on purpose. It's just, just I hit the it. ball and it went line drive to his mouth, hit, just fell back or just like the, that kinetic energy hit down on the ground. And like we had to call the ambulance and everything. Mm. <laughs> like I felt so bad, I guess. This mm. was like the first day that my one, like with one, two friends who were brother and sister that their older sister was watching my other friend. And boom, like we have to go to the hospital. Oh. Because <laughs> I've had I've had my share of uh, hospital visits as a kid growing up. I mean, wrestling with brothers and stuff. We always got creative. I I of the four boys in the family, I lead the I lead the pack with getting stitches. I've had my skull stapled shut twice before I was even oh. ten years old. A uh, whole bunch of things. Hands are lucky to still be attached. <laughs> Damn, dude. We uh we 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 weren't easy on each other. We we grew up tough. We grew oh, up yeah. kind of mean. Oh yeah, and we turned out pretty all right for it, I think. Yeah, I mean, you could see it kind of translate in the ring. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> That's just kind of focused in a little. Like, how many? When did you start coming to OCW to like go into the Spinebuster? Because you were, I think, kind of a you're a cl- you know a class behind like Jake, Chuck, mm. Grant, and who am I missing? Well, oh, Gino, Gino. Yes, Gino. Gino. I knew I was missing somebody important. Those, those those are the big four from the class before me. But uh, the one you named was Chuck. So Chuck and I have history before the ring. 
Yeah. Uh, mentioned that I played football. I know Chuck's been a guest on your show previously. He mentioned he also played football. Uh, Chuck and I's paths crossed playing semi-professional football in a town called Jackson, right outside of Canton. Mm-hmm. And um, that's uh, we, we met there originally and became good friends through that. Mm-hmm. Um, we went our separate ways after that chapter of our lives end. Uh, I ended up moving to Las Vegas area. I was living in a small town called Pahrump with uh, some biological family I got out there. Mm-hmm. Uh and I had been contacted by a friend of mine who was a mutual friend of uh, Chuck and me. He said that uh, there was a wrestling school that Chuck had went through. He's doing real well, getting traction. He's got a lot of fran- fans and people following him around the area. He's expanding. He's becoming a good wrestler. And he is. He is. There's yeah. no doubt about that. He's proven that. I don't have to praise him. He does it himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was telling me about this school that he went through, and he put me in contact with the owner of it, Jeremy. And uh he said, yeah, we have a class coming up in January, and this was about December time frame, so pretty much drop of a hat. I said, well, that's a sign. Football didn't work out. The other dreams I had didn't work out. This is the last one I got left, so uh, why not? Dropped what I had going in Vegas, came back to Ohio, started getting to work on uh, learning how to how the business works and the birth of Lord Thomas the Brute. You were, I mean, you were the traditional security guard for a while. Yeah, I was. I was, uh, um, they kind of looked at me as the head of security because I was like the bigger, I was just the bigger classmate. I was just the bigger one in my class. So I was like the big imposing force. And then uh, times came where they wanted to use me on shows. So I kind of stepped away from doing security and Mm -hmm. started learning backstage stuff and Eventually started working my way into the pre-shows and into battle royal spots and mm-hmm. getting fair show spots and using me more and more. I've branched out. I've worked other promotions. And uh, it's been a pretty exciting first year and a half, actually. It's year been and a half. about a year and a half. Well, yeah, probably July was a year. Okay, yeah. It's October. Under a year and a half, but it's close enough. Just shy. Just yeah. shy. I'm rounding up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did you come to like any shows or is it just like you well, just, you just knew through Chuck like I'm gonna go like and you're in the thing was was I was living in Nevada oh that's right I want to get um I was living in Nevada so I when I moved home it was I think January fourth and then the next show for OCW was January fourteenth which was Sub Zero okay I was at that show and then uh, January fifteenth was a Sunday was the official tryout to which I showed up and was accepted. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember the time frame. I think Sub Zero might have been like the first show that me and my girlfriend started to come to OCW regularly. Hmm. I think it was still at the old it was at the, the old elementary school. Which I I've praised that so many times. That was a great thing. That that was my first home mm-hmm. in pro wrestling, so I have an unbiased or totally biased love for that building. Yeah. That's as haunted as that place is, and I don't do ghosts. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. That place is super haunted. Mm-hmm. That that place does it. The gymnasium is home to me. Yeah, the uh, thing that I loved about that place, it just it looked like when you saw pictures, everything it looked like kind of like its own little studio. Mm. And the fact that there was like a set, the fact that there was a section of seats that were like old, old like school seats, and. It kind of felt like, and then with the stadium seating, because you don't, you obviously don't see them. Like we're here at Chaparral's, it's not set up like that, so there isn't that that kind of like seating. But it was, it felt so unique, and it it sucks that they had to go away from that. But at the same time, I I kind of look at the big fish, uh, small pond like kind of analogy mm. where if that they were starting to get shows where I mean where they had to actually bring in some like risers for the other side, and mm. it means you're getting more fans and you can't keep packing them in there. You got to go somewhere else. This place is bigger and. Just has so much more because, like, I the thing that I hated, I don't know about you, was like having to use the restrooms, which were on like opposite sides. Mm-hmm. So it's like you always had to, to go through like the merch table lines, which were still like so short, mm-hmm. like just so much room and like, but still so much left for that building. I almost wish we still had it for spinebuster purposes. Yes. just to train. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that. I mean, great, incredible. I but it it was nice that. The, it was always there, you know, the same place and all, all that kind Protected. of stuff. Protected. Mm-hmm. It's heated. 
Not it didn't have AC in the in the summertime, but you could open the doors and turn a fan on, and it was doable. Yeah, it was doable. It was better than most of the horror stories you hear around the other places. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I don't I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I just know that I've heard other stories out. I'm on the road that I've talked to other guys' upbringings that are coming up in garages and sheds and stuff, and it's like, well, this school's pretty. This school's pretty badass, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some horror stories from, like, a lot of schools. I mean, just, I think having a legitimate school is so hard because it's basically like, okay, you're, you're training. You have to have a place. You got to make sure you have all this money for bills, and you're not being used 24-7. That's, there's no place that I know of, at least not in obviously this area, mm-hmm. where it's like a 24-hour wrestling gym, and anybody can come in. You have a membership. And, no, it's like there's... Only a small. There's only be small, so much revenue right. that you can use. Right. So like it's, I, it's I, tough. It's tough. It, it's like what I say with truck driving is that there's things to like weed out people. Like if you can't handle this part of like schools and you drop out, well, you're not going to get further. Like you're you're going to have those roadblocks and you have to learn to either jump over them or if you can't, just walk out and that that, that weeds people out. Makes sense. How was your uh, first day of training? Because that's always the big one that you hear from people. That I like horror stories or whatnot. Kind of hurt. Kind of? Kind of. I'm a, I'm a pretty tough guy. But taking bumps, learning how to bump the right way, doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably the thing that hurt the worst was hitting ropes. Yeah. Learning how to run the ropes proper mm-hmm. hurt, hurt a lot. Because the ropes we got are the cable as opposed to the rope. Mm-hmm. So it's steel cable with garden hose wrapped in tape. Mm-hmm. Super thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very tight. And when you lean on them running, and when I first started training, I was pushing 330 pounds maybe, mm-hmm. uh, laying against some ropes, big body. You get some nice bruises under them fat spots, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it gets you. It gets you. And that, I remember that hurting the worst. That was – it's just like underneath your arm. And I do tree work mm-hmm. and needing my arms and needing full – use of my shoulders and stuff and then having all those nice fresh bruises and welts under under my back and under my side across my hip from the middle rope you know it's just kind of it made you sore that first couple weeks were actually kind (laughs) of but eventually you get them calluses built up just like anything and you get you get used to it but then just like the ones that were in the first class i had Mm -hmm. you just mentioned that with the truck driving it it weeded it out Okay, you talked about you grew up here. I kind of grew up all over Northeast Ohio. Moved around a lot. What places? Um, started out. I was actually born in Ravenna, Robinson Memorial. Uh, Same parents were yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Small world. Uh, parents were living in a trailer park on Forty Four in Shalersville. Okay. Um, right there at the intersection of uh, where eighty, eighty and Forty Four, the interstate. There's a small trailer park. It's been there for years. Yeah. Uh, left there, was living in Garrettsville. That's where we started wrestling. was in the backyards of Garrettsville. Mm-hmm. That's where we had the neighborhood kids that lived across the street. They were best friends of my oldest brothers. I had a buddy lived a couple doors down. My brother Greg had a couple buddy. We just all, we all fell in love with wrestling there in Garrettsville. When we left there, um, moved all the way up to Mentor. Um, okay. Ended up graduating school there. A uh, little fun fact people always ask about if I went there with Trubisky. Uh, he was my quarterback in high school. He was like a year younger than me. I don't like bragging about that, though, but it's really just kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. But a little fun fact. It's kind of cool to say, though. Cool to mention, but whatever. It's it's a weird thing because I know I've talked about it. Like in my grade, I went to school with UFC fighter Jessica Evilai. Okay. And like having her like across the table for me, like I remember in certain like classes where we had like towards like tables – like her like sitting across from me or another year in middle school, like she was sitting behind me and having mm. like, conversations about whatever, like about music, like her older brother was huge into ICP, like when I was, and like we mm-hmm. talked about one of the albums when it came out and all that kind of stuff. And growing up, especially like some of the hardships that happened within Rootstown, um, but it's cool to always hear about those. So it's like a Trubisky. Mm. I think it's crazy because I'm also a Bears fan. Yeah. And like he's, he's a hell of a dude. Uh, I, I just it, I agree with what you said. It's like I distinctly remember some conversations, you know, we had and it was just, you know, chatter on the sideline. I, I played O-line. He was the quarterback. We were regularly had conversations. Yeah. You know, we um, 
we had team meals before game days and mm -hmm. i remember going to his house for one week yeah you know it's like he was like part of your life for a while when, when, and this was at like a time when football was like my wrestling. Now football was my life. It was my everything, you know, it was, mm -hmm. that was my little baby. And Mitch was my quarterback and me as an offensive lineman, Mitch is my baby. You know what I mean? He was yeah, just yeah. my guy. Just like when I got into semi pro, my, my one quarterback, Gabe, he's, he was a little prima donna, but the little guy had, a, he was like little Vic. He just, <laughs> he was a lefty, had a killer army. He was from California and, he was my next quarterback. He was my guy. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, it's like I remember having actual conversations with him. And the fact that, like, I remember being in the truck, driving home from work when I lived out west, when uh, Bears drafted him, I remember jumping through the roof of my dad's truck. Yeah, he made it. He made it. But, you know, it was just cool. But I don't take credit for any of his oh, success. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to ever sound like any of that. I'm just super happy that, you know, my guy made it, you know. Oh, I agree. It's, you know, our boy made it, you know. Um, it's – there's something about seeing someone go to that point. Like with, with like with me for Jess or even becoming an independent wrestling fan, like knowing at one point, like I've had many conversations with Johnny Gargano and like he knows exactly who I am. So if he sees me, like he'll say, hi, Justin. And, and it kind of blows my mind. Here's a dude who's now on – Weekly national television, not just on the WWE Network anymore. He's on weekly national television. People know mm -hmm. his name. I mean, I don't take any credit for that, but there's like a pride that like that's like that was my dude. And I think with like with, with Trubisky, like I didn't know him back then. I didn't follow high school sports really, like especially like way out of my area. Uh, but he got drafted to one of the most, if not the most historic franchise in the whole NFL, part of the founders of the NFL. And you're put, you're put in at the quarterback position. Now, granted, the Bears aren't known much for their quarterbacks. They're more known for uh, running backs in the defense. But mm -hmm. you put enough. Like I think the biggest name you have to go up with the two biggest names you have to go up against. One is Sid Luckman. Not enough people remember how he played because I mean that right. was so long ago. And the other one's Jim McMahon, and he wasn't the star of that team either. But they won right. a Super Bowl under him. Like it, and it's really tough for me being a Bears and a Browns fan because I remember I didn't want the Bears, I mean the Browns, to pick Trubisky. No, I agree with that. I did not want him to go there. But it wasn't have to do with how we were. It was we have the luck of we pick anybody like from Ohio State mm -hmm. or like for, like that's from the area. We we get them and we're like, oh, it's our hometown boys. It's from our backyard and they suck. I thought the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, oh, we should draft him. I'm like, oh, I don't know. We're like, we're going to get him. And Rather he's him be... go somewhere where he can have a promising career and be like. Like I said, it's not necessarily promising. It's just we have that luck. We draft somebody and we think they're good, but they're not. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. I have the misfortune of saying I'm a Browns fan living on the West Coast as a Browns fan. Ooh, I, don't, yeah. I don't have a second team. You know, it's like, you know, we're still on the topic since Mitch made it to the league. It's like. I don't root for the Bears, but I'll Google them to see how they did because Mitch is on that team. That's just – that's this as far as I go into rooting for another team, I'm diehard Browns fan. Yeah. Born and raised. Damn it. <laughs> for, <laughs> like, I picked up being a, a Bears fan actually because of my love for Chris Farley and the whole – like Job bars. Chris Farley's favorite comedian. Here's the funny I thing. I love him. He was a Packers fan. I didn't know that. But he did the Bill Swarsky super fan. Like, that's one of – I feel like one of his most well-known like SNL bits and characters. Mm -hmm. I'm granted there's like, you know, Matt Foley and a, a few others, but everybody, cause like that's something that they can always pull dust off, bring people back, do these. Favorite line was when he's talking about having the Polish sausage <laughs> lodged in yeah. the lining of his hat. One year ago. Yeah. Uh, I think 2010, I went to the pro football hall of fame during, it was not only the Browns by week, but it was the bears by week on a Sunday, which was actually Halloween. I dressed up like a Bill Swarsky super fan. <laughs> I wore a Forte jersey, uh, coconut bra, hula skirt, nice. fake cigar, glasses, nice. mustache, bear's hat. <laughs> and I walked in. I just did it once. And the lady kind of gave a double tap. Like, what? And I was like, I'm here to see Ditka. I'm just here to see Ditka. <laughs> Ditka. She's, like, she's like, what? I'm like, I'm two tickets. Fine. Give me. I want to go in. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but it is cool. Like, I'm happy. I'm, well, I'm kind of happy. The, the Bears got him, but I felt like they they sold a lot off to get him. And at the same time, they just paid whatever backup quarterback to be their quarterback going into that season. I, I don't even remember who it was now, mm -mm. but it was like 
dude, you just paid this dude all this money. Now you're going to sell the farm to get him? Like, what are you guys doing? But they did have the playoff. Well, they made it to the playoffs last year. I'm hoping hoping they can go back this year. But we'll, we'll definitely see. Yeah, it's hard to tell. NFL is always a gamble. It's hot one week. It's cold the next week. You never know what you're going to see. So then you lived out in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I lived uh, about 60 miles west in a town called Pahrump. Okay, so they had outlaw that. country. What was uh? What's because I've never lived out there. I've had family that lived in Phoenix, similar, but not, I understand not exactly the same. Hot. <laughs> it's hot, dude. Um, I'll tell you the one thing that was a real selling point of like reasons why when I was making it up in my mind to come home to wrestle. Uh, why should I go? Um, well, that six straight days of 117 with a breeze. Yeah, dude. It, full on. It's like, you know, a torpedo heater. It's like yeah. laying on the ground in front of one of those. It's like when you open the oven and you get oh. blasted in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Just nonstop for hours and hours. It's awful. And then in the wintertime, it just gets stupid cold for no reason. How cold? Like into the single digits sometimes. Wow. And it's like bitter cold. It's I like take, a, I take a de- super dry. There's no mm. moisture. Yeah. I take it it's like that at night. Or is yeah. it like, like that during the day? Like, is it still um, cool, cool in the day? summertime, it still gets kind of toasty at nighttime. It cools off. I mean, from 100 down to 80, you know, ish in like the summer times. Mm-hmm. There's someone around there. They get this thing called monsoon season where like they get humid air from Southern California coming over the mountains. And then it's like miserable for a month. It's just it's it's not easy. The desert's definitely not acclimated mm-hmm. for just anybody. You got to be. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bigger guy. I need uh, I need some winter times. I personally like the snow. Really? Yes. Ugh. Yes. Can't stand it. I missed that single-handedly the most about being in my homeland, and I will not take any of it. Like, I don't take any flack for it. I love the snow. I love the cold, that bitterness, mm. the dead trees, just I, the pure nastiness all around. I love it. I I mean, I've always, like, really not cared for it, but becoming a truck driver, yeah, like, it may, like the, how the roads can be, mm-hmm. traffic gets even worse. I, and I think I've talked about it many times before, how every year I, I witness people on, like, Facebook, people forget how to drive in the snow. And I'm like, no, people don't know how to drive normally. Right. During the snow, it just amplifies it. It's awful. Like, I, I just, I seen, like, a really bad accident uh, this past week. person got T-boned. It was, uh, like, uh, south of Lima and, like, clear day. And I'm like, this happened in the winter. It would be like, oh, people forget how to drive. And I'm like, no, mm. right, right here. Right, beginning of the, like the accidents day. happen. Yeah, but <clears throat> just dumb drive. Traffic is my number one pet peeve in life. I hate it. I don't like it, but I think it's the people that don't know how to manage it. I don't know how to manage my temper in traffic. That's my fault as a man. <laughs> I've learned at times, but I get thing is like I get pet peeved on other things. Like if I'm in the middle lane and I'm trying to get into the right lane, I can turn on my blinker and being a semi. There's always people that like they, like they see the blinker on the, and they think it's a race. Like, oh, I got to get past them. I got to get past mm-hmm. them. The one that gets me the most is they're in the right lane. They're behind me. And then they make sure they break their neck to get past me. And as soon as they get past me, they hit the left blinker to get in the middle lane. And I'm like, why? If you would have, you actually, if you would have waited like two seconds back there, I could have moved over and you could have moved over. We both would have been happy. Mm. But you, you got to like break your neck to pass me. And sometimes what sucks, too, if I'm in the, the right lane and there's somebody on, like, the shoulder and I'm, like, I'm supposed to move over, hit your blinker, people are like, no. Eh. And, and if there's a, a third lane, like, on the left, and they're just like, oh, whatever, I'm like, move. I'm mad. Now. I'm already mad. <laughs> I'm mad just talking about it. <laughs> and I, gotta deal with, I hate it. And I got to deal with it all the time. Do it for a living. Mm-hmm. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I just. God bless you. I couldn't do it. Like, the, the stupid shit I've seen driving is, is crazy. So, I've driven across the country when I had to move from there and then back for wrestling. Uh, just driving across the country is no bueno. Screw Kansas. That's boring. Interstate 70 going through Kansas. About the, about, it's the most boring thing ever. It's the loading screen of the driving world. 80 through Iowa. Yeah. Also. Literally the only high points that I even remember. There's Iowa 80, 
on the the east side where um right as you, not too long after you get into it, like you get the big uh iowa truck stop mm. that is like the they say it's the biggest in the world but i think it's technically the biggest in the united states but it's still freaking huge mm. and then on the other side you have i forget it's like right on the border of nebraska and iowa but other than like in between that is just nothing like i remember going into a construction zone it was like construction zone speed limit 70 i went oh okay like we're good 70 going through kansas this is a funny story about my move out there mm-hmm. um so i have my uh phone as my gps and when i come to a stretch of highway where i'm on for a while i'd shut my gps off of my phone save data mm-hmm. uh i got through topeka and whatever cities right before it got to that long couple hundred miles straight away that boring straight away i remember getting i i forgot to shut my gps off so my data ran out eventually mm-hmm. but i remember being so bored on that drive being excited like i went under an overpass and got excited i was like oh, change of scenery there was a slight bend in the road sweet i get to move my arm <laughs> You know, something like that. But when my data ran out, this was this was the funny part. This is how bored I was driving that I missed it. I pulled into a Love's truck stop because I, oh, I love they're they're the best. They're the best. They're my favorite. Flying J and all them. They don't hold a candle to Love's. Love's is great. Mm-hmm. Pull in there, so I was gonna go buy one of them expensive GPSs because mm-hmm. they're overpriced at them at there. Yeah. Overpriced there. Um, buy it, and I just kind of cracked a joke and said hey how long until i'm out of kansas and the lady behind the register says honey where are you going uh, i said i'm heading westbound towards vegas on 70 i'm going to utah coming from ohio and she goes oh well honey you've been out of kansas for about two hours now you're in colorado <laughs> oh i didn't even see no sign i've been in colorado for however long and then sure enough i was only like maybe 80 90 miles from den from denver yeah yeah been, and that was my goal uh, i just drove through i wish i'd have stopped wish i'd have stopped but it was already midnight and i was i was trucking yeah I, I did I did that stretch once actually going to Colorado. It sucks. Well, going to to Denver, and then when I was done, uh, I had a load that needed to pick up in Nebraska. So I actually I, I went north, hit Wyoming, and then hit yeah, got on eighty. Yeah, it's boring. Which, yeah, yeah, that's another one. Freaking Wyoming and so uh. was like. One that I love, though, but it can be a very what the fuck state. And I've talked about this before. There's two actually. There's three that I somewhat loathe. Texas is one. Yeah. Try to go east and west on 20. I've never really been to Texas. I've only cut through the corner of it when I was moving home. I took mm-hmm. the southern route. I've never really been through Texas. If you're going from like a 20, which like you're hitting El Paso to like going through Houston, like I think a full day's trip for me as a truck driver was El Paso to Dallas. And it's a good probably 600 miles. And then, mm. I mean, it's big in every mm. stretch. Like you going down to like Laredo or something. Oh, like it. Mm-mm. But I love I love I love going through that state for the money. But the ones that I don't like, I don't like Pennsylvania, and I don't like Tennessee. No, Tennessee. Well, both of them east to west, north and south. Tennessee, it's obviously nothing. North to south through Pennsylvania, I've never really done it because there's not many. There's a few like highways that go through it, but normally I think it's through Harrisburg, and then on both the coast. I hate New Jersey. No left turn making state. <laughs> but, <laughs> can't pump your own gas. Can't buy beer at a gas station. Okay. I'm Awful. I've only been there in a truck, so the no left turn wasn't a big deal for me because you just go around like the, the cloverleaf or the jug hand or whatever it, it exactly is where you mm, have to turn. Do whatever that thingy is. There, I've, even seen one, I've seen one where it, there was no left turn, but it was like, take a right here, then take a left here. Then take another left. Now you're back to that road. Now you can take a left onto like if you. Or that was the U-turn where, because then I couldn't take a left. It's like yeah, you got to go around this way. Why don't you just the, let me make a left turn right here and on I'm gone. Well, some of them there's like there's, <laughs> you know what I mean. I know it's what you like mean, but there's, sometimes there's like cement like they have stuff in the middle. It's a median, but yeah, why? Yeah. Why did you do that? Why not let me make my left turn? Just let me turn left. Yeah. I've always like New Jersey can be a really NASCAR does it for a living. Let me do it right now. You know what I mean? I know, I know, I know. It's just let's uh 
Boils, break, boils my blood. Let's let's break the wall right here. Hit it. We're not actually related. Actually, no. people listen. There's enough that we talk about that we know know we're not related. But if if, um, if you catch us anywhere outside of here, we will say that we're related. Guaranteed. The funny thing is, we've always got like it started with like when I first started to come, which was right around the time that you you started coming, mm-hmm. and I first met you kind of at we didn't really talk, but it was at the after party. You sang one of my favorite songs on karaoke. <laughs> Turn the page. Love, Love it. Love it. I actually, Seager. I was singing it with you because I love that song. Seeger, so not Metallica. Nothing against Metallica's version. Seeger just, you, you can't beat a classic. Equally love them both. I said nothing wrong yeah, with I the know. Metallica. Like the, I like the Metallica. Seeger just has it in my heart. The, That's the best one. Seeger's version, oh, both of them technically. But the Seeger version, I've always liked as a truck driver, actually. Because, um, Actually, it mean between that and before all of this, I was in a drama club when I was in high school. Mm. And I, there was a phrase that I, uh, I mean, I wouldn't phrase, a verse that I used to change was out there in the spotlight, you're a million miles away, every ounce of energy you try to give away as the sweat pours out your body, like the role that you portray. Because mm. I've always like, because like to me, I always thought about like, like, actors or anybody like that who has to go like, even like wrestlers like you go from like town to town like it's kind of like that kind of thing but Dude. you could still use it mm-hmm. like for for the music and well and then you go up on karaoke and you make those little you do that you mm-hmm. do things like that mm-hmm. like you know that song i sing old red mm-hmm. that blake shelton song um he says well i've been here for two long years i never say long i say damn i've been here for two damn years okay. finally made the warden my friend you know yeah I never say long ever. I never once since I've sang that say because yeah. I feel like he should have said damn. It made it more because they call that one of Blake Shelton's outlaw country songs, whatever. Even mm-hmm. though it was all over the radio, if he'd have said damn, it would just would have been that next little notch for me. Yeah, that's just me being a little music <laughs> snob. Since you touched on that, I'm a big time music guy. Love it. But we it's the sounds of the soul. Oh yeah. I think I think that night I actually did the I did two, but the first one I did was Johnny Cash, because uh, you since you took kind of one of mine, I'm like, well, I can't do that now. <laughs> I'm like, I'll go, I'll pull out a boy, a boy named Sue. Fucking love that song. Oh yeah, classic. And I remember when I was a teenager, late teenager, and I learned like there was an uncensored version because mm-hmm. my dad always bought like kind of like CDs from Walmart, so it'd be kind of censored. And there, I mean, that's all I knew. Where it said, uh, "I'm the son of a bitch that named you Sue," it was beeped out. Mm-hmm. And then hearing like unedited and then hearing a part later where he says i still hate that i still hate that damn name or something like that he says at the end they cut that part but they just cut out the whole word damn it just like i still hate that name mm-hmm. like oh, that's one of my favorites and i don't know that's not outlaw country but that's i i when it comes to country i love cash i think yes. cash is great grew up on a lot of older classic mm-hmm. country love it a lot of uh a lot of rock music love it Favorite metal bands, uh, Pantera, hands down, hands down. Like nobody, nobody holds a candle on my brain. I, Pantera comes on, I stop and listen. Mm-hmm. I got the hundred one proof loaded in the truck right now. Yeah, live album, love it. I remember when I went to a concert. I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, the Mayhem Fest tour, like two thousand nine. And in between one of the sets, obviously they're playing like live music. Oh, not live music. Music to the live crowd, just whatever. In Pantera hits, and you hear this roar, this pop, this Road Warrior pop, basically mm-hmm. for that. Can't remember what song it was. I want to say it was Cowboys from Hell, but you just hear like, <sighs> just people just mm-hmm. like, yeah, Pantera. There's some, like I wasn't big into music because I was I was kind of a weird late boomer. You, usually but, it's it's usually walk though. It's usually you get the dun dun dun. dun. Da-da-da. And then the people just. I want to say it was Cowboys from Hell because it was that. Yeah. But yeah, because like I was a late bloomer. I didn't really have many like older brothers or anything or just cousins. They're like, oh, listen to this music. Listen to this music. I listened to kind of what my parents listened to or more or less what my dad listened to. Mm. So that's why I got my background of Johnny Cash and. Uh, some A few obscure people that people don't know, like the Statler brothers. Mm. He loved the Statler brothers. Jim Reeves. Uh, grew up with Elvis, Buddy Holly. Like, that was my rock and roll. And then finally getting told, like, oh, listen to this, like, this band. Like, I, But I totally missed out on the Pantera era. 
And someone was just mm-hmm. like, you don't know Pantera? And they're like, I've listened. I'm like, oh, it's cool. Like, But it's never something I really got hardcore into. But there is still that like feeling you get when those when those songs come out. Like, Walks with one of them. So good. The chill. Try try not to get pumped up listening to that. The hair on the back of my neck stands up. And I just get <laughs> blood rage. I love it. And it makes you feel so strong, so powerful. It may, just makes you feel unstoppable. You hear those... the. Vinnie Paul kicking the drums and it's you feel each beat in your chest and then you feel you feel the riffs the dimes laying down on the guitar and then Phil Anselmo his vocals yeah stupid just stupid Mm -hmm. he's a god (laughs) (laughs) like him him live YouTube him live he's amazing but like we were saying we're not related oh uh, yeah full circle we're circling back to that um, and then I don't know who first made the connection. Maybe it was me as a joke. I like how we kind of look. I, like. I recall actually maybe the show after Sub-Zero, um, maybe it was Conspiracy Theory. It may have been Wanted, one of the, maybe the Wanted Dead or Alive show. It was one of the shows following is that end of the year, maybe started the next year. Um, there was just a couple boys in the back that were like, come up to me and be like, Brute, your doppelganger's out there. And, I'm like, what? And I go look, and I'm like, that motherfucker looked just like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it it was just kind of an inside joke in the back, and then we ended up meeting at after parties and just having conversation, and, you know, nothing ever bad ever came up. So it was all, it was just kind of funny. It was just everyone was like, oh, the, your brother's standing next to each other. And then I worked that show in Mansfield mm-hmm. for uh, – what was that? ASWA. Yeah. And uh, I was just kind of a, I actually was just a fill in that night. And uh, you, you'd been out in the, were you in the crowd at all? No. A, a friend of mine tweeted at me. That's. And said, when did you start wrestling? And he probably thought, oh, funny joke. And I'm just like, I already knew you. And like, we'd had the conversation mm-hmm. about being like brothers. So that's when we just like went out with it. Like, oh yeah, that's my brother. And like, that's the thing like we've told people. And we've had so many instances, at least I've had. Where people thought I was you. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, one one fan here who's like friends with Jimmy and or whatnot, and like it was an after party, and like she went to go give me a hug to leave, and my girlfriend got pissed because she didn't know who she was. Turns out she thought I was you. <laughs> and there's been so many times where no. people have told me after a show that you've been on, good nice match, good match. <laughs> And I'm like, people don't know. And it, it's it's just this weird, crazy thing. So we, like we've like like I said, if you talk to us outside, we're gonna say we're brothers. But this is the one time we're yeah. gonna admit that no, we are not biologically related. And if you ask me, this this recording was altered. If you say other like try to use this as proof. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're we're starting to get long. Let's uh start wrapping this up with the fave five questions. All right. Let's start with question number one. I, I got to ask this one because it's like what just came out recently. Best physical portrayal of the Joker. Who? Yeah. Who do you think is the best physical portrayal of the Joker? I genuinely like Heath Ledger the best. Yes. I genuinely think he just took it to the level that it needed to be at. I have seen the newest one, the Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. I have not. Incredible movie. Amazing. I've heard, I've heard good things. I Tremendous portrayal. Yeah. Pretty pretty decent flick. And really messed up. Some spots that might take you a day or two to kind of register what the hell you just saw. Mm-hmm. It really deserved that rated R rating. But Heath Ledger, and then that viral picture of him doing the kickflip over Christian Bale laying on the ground in the Batman suit. Yeah. That iconic. That was pretty sweet. Right. Um, I got some new questions. I'm going to ask you one of them. What is your favorite video game console? I'm a PlayStation guy. I've grew up on the PlayStation, had a Sega before all that, but the PS3 has honestly been... Really? That, okay. That's... I've had the most ex- probably the best gaming on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Playing uh, playing the Black Ops Call of Duty. Yeah. Love Black Ops. Black Ops 2 was my forte. That was my that was the one I was the best at. 
All the other ones, I wasn't equally as good. Black Ops 2, for whatever reason, I hop on there and I'm having those 30 and 4 games, you know, those 25 and 4s, you know. I think that was the one I was really good at, too. That was the one that had the hijack ship, that had a... Uh, I used to like play with a group of friends, and a lot of times like that we, was the one where you could start the clans. You could do all the clan stuff. But we were doing we were doing the party games. Yeah, Those, the like, sticks and stones. Oh God, see yes. now the call dude. The first Call of Duty was sticks and stones, and one in the chamber. The first Black Ops was oh, the yeah, better one in the chamber. That's the other good one. That was that was a good one. Um, sticks and stones, gun game, and there was the fourth one. Sticks and stones is what helped me become better at the crossbow. Yeah, because I was god on and a knife. And a knife running around yeah, and getting bit. the getting but the you melee also kills. Do that one in the chamber, one in the chamber, all mm. like being in like a party and like get down to like two people and you watch it like someone fires, they both fire and then they're just trying to like melee right. each other. Right, you're just over there beating on everybody. Uh, question number three: Coffee or energy drinks? I would say I was an energy drink guy, but lately, probably the past six months, I switched over to coffee for health reasons, and okay. it's, it's actually been pretty good, and I'm working off of coffee. I've been drinking tea. Okay. Breakfast blend tea, the stronger caffeinated tea. Okay. I, I get a better, I just feel better mm-hmm. on it. I've been working on hydrating, working on bettering my body, and yeah. stuff like that, so... It's a little bit healthier alternative. Get that caffeine boost. But you have an energy drink here. Struggling. It is a no sugar, if I'm correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the ultraviolet. Yeah. Yeah. No calorie, no sugar. Had a long night last night yeah. setting up for today. Uh, Question number four. Wings. Bone in or out? As a man, I'd got to say bone in. Okay. As an adult, I got to say boneless because hands down, they're cheaper. I've heard that a lot lately, and there's I've heard there's people that go you like you get more for your money, and then I've heard uh, I can't go either way, dude. Because really, you can't go wrong getting wings. They're good either way. Mm-hmm. As a just eat the meat and shut up is my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for for that though, like, what's your mm-hmm. favorite wing sauce? I'm a spicy guy. I like spicier sauce. Quaker Steaks got this Buckeye barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty tasty. Their barbecue is my favorite. The original barbecue? Oh, God. Like, yeah. I'll buy the bottle of it. Like, mm-hmm. use it for You can get for it at, at the home. stores. Yeah. Oh, it's they- good. I'll tell you what. Uh, if you ever get an air fryer, mm-hmm. cut up raw chicken wings that you buy from the store, you get the six-pack of wings that you got to cut up yourself. Yeah. Cook them up in an air fryer and then toss them in a bowl of that sauce. Do it all yourself. It's really good, man. Mm. It's really good. My girlfriend's wanting to get an air fryer. They're worth it. <laughs> They're worth. They're good. Sounds you get. They make. They make frozen Tyson chicken nuggets taste like the real deal. Oh damn. Yeah. Oh damn is right. <laughs> uh, question number five. You know what we just talked about nuggets. Rank the fast food chicken nuggets: McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. I'm gonna have to say Wendy's number one because of the spicy factor. Okay. I'm I'm gonna say Burger King number two what? for the value, and I'm gonna say Go McDonald's number three because you owe. I get more bad nuggets from McDonald's than either one of the other two. Get more nuggets with the little muscle gristle, whatever you little ball that crunches in your teeth. I get more bad nuggets from McDonald's than anywhere else. Damn! Fight that's, me. <laughs> it's controversial to get anybody to put. Burger King higher up because their nuggets are yeah it, they're a value but you're getting what you pay for. I mean you're still getting what you pay for with McDonald's but I just have oh, a, I love I, just, I have a lower success rate. I, I just, just had got, a twenty piece like before I got here. Oh, I, to each is their own, but man, I just to me it's product quality. McDonald's with McDonald's ketchup. I've had this conversation with people. Their ketchup is not Heinz. If you look at the wrapper, no, it's it's, it's just McDonald's. It's like. Mm-hmm. They put something else in They there. call it fancy ketchup, don't I think, they? I think it just says ketchup. It's a McDonald's mm. ketchup. <clears throat> and I think uh, I think they put like a little more vinegar. I was having it today mm. with my nuggets, and I was like, what is it that sets us apart? Because there's like I, – I get nostalgia uh, feeling in my brain when I do that because that's mm-hmm. – I used to have their ketchup on the, with the nuggets, and it's yeah. just something about it that – There's certain combos. Take, yeah. Maybe it's too like their ketchup isn't cold. <clears throat> So if I go home and get ketchup, and it's obviously a different brand too, like it tastes different. But I think even if I go to like Burger King and I would use their ketchup because their ketchup is Heinz, 
it tastes different. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Mm. It's like the Pepsi or the Coke between the restaurants. Now I will say, if you got to talk to me about Cokes, that is a question, but we didn't get to it. But you can feel free to answer it. Because McDonald's Coke, I'll put McDonald's at the bottom of the barrel with nuggets. But their Coke that you get out of their fountain, the way it's carbonated, that first sip just sets it off. Yeah, it does. It and the Sprite, Coke and the Sprite. I love their sweet tea. Ever since they came out with sweet tea, like I'm a sucker. Yeah, yeah. What I've done is I've I've definitely had to step back. Like okay, like I just had some today with my my meal. I can't tell you the last time I had their sweet tea, which is good because I used to go like all the time, and I used to live by a McDonald's. For a couple of years. Like that sucked. Especially they were open 24 mm. hours. Like you're hungry. Don't want to make anything. Just get in the car. Going around the drive through That's how it was in Vegas. Everything's oh. 24 hours plus. They got other restaurants, dude. They got this burger joint. You ever hear of In-N-Out Burger? <laughs> had it. Oh my God. Those double cheeseburgers are amazing. Called a double-double. Yeah. I've, I've had them once. Everybody compares them to Swenson's. To me, no. To me, my big thing is the thing that I fell in love with out there, not as far Whataburger. Yeah. They have a barbecue chicken strip sandwich with whatever. I don't remember exactly the kind of cheese. And they put on a Texas toast. Yeah. Oh, I drove to wrestle. I've mentioned this many times on the podcast. I drove to WrestleMania just because I found out there were some in Jacksonville when they were when the WrestleMania was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're gonna, like it's open 24 hours. We're, we're going. Yeah. yeah and that's no, I agree. Did. I'll go out of my way to have a good burger. Oh, yeah. I'll go. I love good cheeseburger. I'm a meat eater to the core. Mm-hmm. I'll go out of my way for meat. All right. Question number six that I, I usually I usually tailor around my guests. And for you, I think I'm going to go with what is your go-to karaoke song? Go-to? Yeah. Actually, it's probably Turn the Page. Yeah. Seeger's Turn the Page is usually my warm-up, go get a feel for the mic. I'm comfortable in that. That was one of my first songs I've ever sang on the mic in front of people. Mm-hmm. I loved it. That's probably my go-to. Either that one or uh, in a totally different genre and total shock, but uh, probably seven years, that Lucas Graham song. Yeah. That one that one gets a lot of pops from the crowds. I've said before, mine's definitely forgot about Dre. I could do it without looking at a monitor. Any like I've, I don't think I've listen to the song since like the last time I did karaoke for it. Mm. But I'm always trying to figure out ones that I'm, I'm fairly good at that I don't need to look at a monitor. Maybe I need a help here and there. And like I've done done La Bamba. That was a fun one. There's a couple of like Buddy Holly songs I know I could do. I think that's what I do. Like I'll listen to music and I'm like, oh, can I do this on karaoke? There's a lot of songs that I could sing on karaoke but I don't for the simple I mentioned I grew up listening to a lot of classic country. Mm-hmm. What's a lot of classic country? Super slow, super sad. You don't want to go to an after party and, you know, hit somebody with a George Jones grand tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, their song selections key. I mean, I could go up there. I could sing. I could sing a whole genre of songs. But mm-hmm. finding those right ones that you're good at, that you could still have fun with to get people kind of bobbing their head or singing along or get them out. Best is when they get out there dancing. That's yeah, that's good. I have I've had trouble with like there's certain songs that they don't have like uh, I love uh, there's an, it's another truck driving song and it's um, Prisoner of the Highway. Hmm. Really, have you heard that song by mm-hmm. uh, Ronnie Millsap? Mm-hmm. I have to. I like Ronnie Millsap. I'll have to have you listen to it. a friend of mine. <clears throat> just as I was getting into truck driving, he turned me on to it. Who was he was a truck driver. He's still a truck driver. And like it's just about drive been driving for so many years and whatnot. And I've I've done this, I've done that, and like uh, just. Basically, you're out there. You're just a prisoner of the highway. Mm. And there's a couple like versions. There's like Ron, like someone covered it and had Ronnie Millsap in the song too. Well, so like, neat. so it, it had like this, yeah. this feel like yeah, it's a cover, but Ronnie was a part of it, so he got to like remake it. Yeah, I went to go do that once. Didn't happen. I'm like, really? I don't think they have because one thing I'll do. I don't know about you. I'll go to YouTube if I can find a karaoke video for it of like lyrics and everything that was that's made for karaoke. Mm-hmm. I know they have it. Like Johnny Cash's uh, Man in Black. Love that song. Yeah, I don't. I've never asked, but I can't find it online. And I'm sort of doubting they have it. I think a lot of that has to do with artists selling rights to certain songs to be reproduced for those purposes. You know, I think a lot of it has copyright. I could be wrong, but one of those that I had a uh, Metallica song, "Nothing Else Matters." There oh, was that's a, a good one. Godsmack covered it, and Sully Erna's voice is another one of those ones that's at the tippy top of my list. 
that that's one of my favorite covers of any song. That cover's just well done. It's all done with piano, no yeah. guitars, all piano. Yeah. And just his voice, raw, natural. It's awesome. Pretty cool. Check that one out if you ain't heard that one. Yeah. Yeah, God Smack, Nothing Else Matters. Kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Aaron Lewis, not really stained, when he covered Silver. Yeah. That's, that's a really, really good one. Really good one. All right, let's let's uh, let's start wrapping this up. You got you got to get places to go. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? No, come on out to the show. We're having the DBI. and Well, this is oh, this, this isn't a live radio show. People oh. are listening to us. This is coming out afterwards. Whoops. <laughs> well, then, no, I don't really have any final thoughts. Uh, come out to DBI next year. Come out to DBI next year. It'll be here probably next October, <laughs> 2020. Uh, look up OCW on Facebook. Um, yeah. I mean, I got a Facebook page out there, Lord Thomas the Brute. Uh, you need a Twitter. Get a Twitter. Get a Twitter. Get a Twitter. Get a Twitter. I'm telling all these technology, students, man. You want? You want? You working wanna, on it. Working get on it. A Twitter. Put yourself out there. It's how fans can find you. At LT the B. Something like that. Well, that's what I got on the Facebook one. It's it, it asks for like a little tag on the under the name, and I just put LT the B, and that's been abbreviation for Lord Thomas the Brute. Yeah. LT the B. Right. So that's I'm trying to get that to catch on. That'll okay. be nice. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. No, thanks for having me. I'm glad to see that no one has left. But now you're asking yourself, Dr. Dan, are you going to tell us what the DCR system is? And I will tell you now. The three simple principles that change everyone's lives. Dedication, confidence, and respect. D, C, and R. If one is dedicated to themselves, confident in oneself, and respectful of oneself, there is nothing that they cannot accomplish. Those three principles are the building blocks of anything you wish to achieve. If you just remember D, C, and R, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. But sometimes you feel that isn't enough. Sometimes you need to be a little more focused on the task at hand. But don't worry. To go along with dedication, confidence, and respect, you can always remember rule number one. And there you have it, Lord Thomas the Brute. Huge shout out to OCW for allowing me to get that in before the show. Yes, before DBI 8. And well, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's time to wrap this show up. You can find myself at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose, desire Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, we do have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. And please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Fod- Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Go Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, and Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, the Savage Dash, Powerslam.tv, use wrestling chairs all one word and get your first month free, ringside shots photography, sickening pictures, good company, stay tough, smoking Jay's barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of wrestling chairs, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you think we're related. Later. Help a lot. What do you want? You get away.